There's no return, but no big deal. Um, <laughs> it was delayed. It was delayed. It was delayed. All right. Do you guys want to get started? Okay. Okay. Very cool. All right. So, ASA Detroit. I think it's like episode 13. I'm going to make a hit. Uh, I'm Mark Malik, and let's introduce our guests. We'll go from left to right. Go ahead. Hi, I'm Johanna Madranda. I am a stand-up comedian in the Detroit and Metro Detroit area, and I'm also a comedy producer. You're so many things. You're I so many guess things. so. You're so many things. <laughs> Go ahead. Next. Hi, I am stand-up comedian Melanie Hearn, um, and as of today, I am also a show producer, mm. you know. Uh, I'll be starting my oh, first wow. show coming up in December. Uh, also, I'm a regular on Channel 4 Live in a D, What's the Buzz, so you can catch me that usually on Mondays once a month. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. That's me. You guys are way above the uh, the the normal um, uh, guest level. You guys are very high. You guys are very high up. So much appreciated. <laughs> you're being you're, you're <laughs> so nice. adorable right oh, now. Oh, it's you. like it's a lot. Uh, um, th- sorry, sorry. I'm like no one outside of 20 miles from here knows who I am. So, but thank you. I appreciate the kindness. I have a very funny story. I've told you this, but I'll tell many this. So like I, when I first started probably like a, uh, like a year in, right. When I wasn't, I was like bad, but I wasn't like bad, bad. Mm-hmm. So I kind of was like figuring out who all the people were. And I knew that you can like, uh, controlled some shows, right. Controls, control some shows, right. Produced. So, yes. So she was like, <laughs> if like, if she was around, you know, I'd be like, Oh shit. Like that's blah, blah. So like one time, uh, I like, you know, did bad a hundred times when she was around well, hundreds of times. And then one time, it was right before COVID, and it was at uh, Go Comedy. Jacob Russell was running the show, mm-hmm. right? And so she goes up to before, and then I go up, and I, like, have some weird, like, epiphany, and I just do great, right? I tell this story about how my car got towed. It was awesome. It was wonderful. Everyone was laughing. Jacob Russell got after. He's like, damn, like, who is that, right? And I was, like, so excited. I was, like, ready. And then I, like, looked. And she, her seat was empty, and she had left like a second into when I started. Mm. And it felt like, <laughs> and it felt, no. And the only feeling that I can like describe it would be if you, like, we were playing sports when you're a young kid and you do something really good and you look to the left and you see like if your mom or dad are there and they're not there. Uh, I know exactly what that feeling is. <laughs> it's like crushing and the bookers in a room and you think they're in a room and then you look up and, well, here's the good thing. Good thing you didn't see her walk out because that would have crushed you. At yeah. least you got through the set and had a good set. Right. But if you would have seen it while it was happening in real time, yeah, you would have just definitely. Yeah. Yep. Like yeah. that momentum would have went yeah. right in the toilet because you would have been like, she don't like me. I know. <laughs> I know. Thank God I was dark. And then I have another funny story. I never told you this one. Okay. Okay. I'm ready. Yeah, you're ready. So <laughs> this is when I first started, right? First started. So you rolled in. Mm-hmm. It was at, uh, where was it at? It was at the one that Brett Mercer ran in, anyway, unimportant. It was like the bar in Detroit. It was uh, not the uh, the tap room. Gosh, damn it. When did Brett Mercer run a mic? Brett Mercer and EJ Watson. This was a long time yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a really long time ago. Anyway, unimportant, right? So they're yeah. running this room, no, small room in Detroit. You roll yeah. in with like all your girlfriends. Okay. There's like 10 of you, right? Jesus. All right. And you guys sit at this big, long table, okay? Okay. And I said some, like, cheesy, bad joke, right? And I was like, right, ladies? And then you guys were all, like, looked. And he looked back at each other and were like, yeah, lady. And I was like, oh, dude, that was not <laughs> the move. No, I could definitely see that That happening. was not the yeah, move. Yeah, no, I mean, all my uh, lesbian, see- non-binary, 
and pansexual yeah. friends. Yeah. They're, they're like, like, we don't ha- know what sex is or gender. And yeah, that's hilarious. They're like, Yo, this ladies. guy. This guy. No, he that's didn't. That's so <laughs> that funny. Yeah. I don't remember that. Hmm. No, 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 no. But I, w- but I wish I did is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Because I can just enjoy that moment over and over <laughs> yeah, and over yeah. again. Yeah. That's so fucking funny. Started sweating. I was like, kind of God, I've just like yeah. created comedy trauma for you, and I didn't no, even know. No, no comedy check. Comedy check. Comedy check. Yeah, comedy okay, check. no comedy trauma. Got it. All right. So the whole <laughs> thing, the whole thing of the 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 idea would be like I invite someone on, all right. Yeah. And then they bring their uh, friend, mm-hmm. and the reason would be to it's like cool to get to know everybody. Sure. I think that's really neat, right? Like I got to you know way better. Um, and then it's like fun to uh, like you know see people after obviously, and then also yeah. to give you like a little timestamp, okay, like where you're at, okay, like in this little point of your time, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, 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 so, I yeah, like that. Yeah. So why did you? So when I asked you to do it, you're originally going to bring uh, Connor and Melanie. Connor can't be here, right? Right. Moved hope, to New York. Hope she's doing awesome. Yep, she's doing great. Yeah, and then so why did you pick Melanie? And also, yeah, why'd you pick Connor too? Like, why'd you? Why were those the people? So, Connie is my sister, wife, mother, best friend, slash wife. She's just all the things for me. And she was my roommate for a long time. We started comedy three months apart. Okay. And I met her at an open mic five years ago. So, we kind of just like, you know, after a while, our our hips kind of just hinged together. And then we just did everything together. Because she's not only a great comic but she also can out drink me and yeah. she can hang with the boys and the girls and you know just has great uh beliefs in the way that she should treat people and we just vibe on every level of like how the human form is is created so yeah. she's just my fucking best friend like i just love her so much and Melanie and I have just in the past, what, year now have become, we've always been friends, yeah, colleagues, acquaintances, definitely always my girl, excited to see her around town if we're sharing a stage or, or just sitting at the bar. But in the past year, like we've gotten really, really close. Okay. And it wasn't until what, like a month ago that I was like, oh shit. This is like my like. This is my girl. Like this is my like ride or die. And I don't even know when it happened. It just one day. I don't yeah, know. You just look up and it's like, what? This is this is this is what we do. This is my girl. This is my wife. Yeah. Like I think it started. I started recognizing it when Melanie had my back. Like, Ooh. like I went through a breakup and yeah. she's just been like my my love guru, yeah. my like recovery guru. Uh, amongst a, a lot of the other, I have a lot of really strong, yeah, awesome obviously. women in my yeah. life, but to share stand up comedy with somebody like that in common with a, another strong, hilarious woman is yeah. like, that's gold. Cause it's kind of a boys club a lot of the time, mm-hmm. you know, and we, we vibe well with the men. We, we yeah. have a good time. We're a little chameleon like both of us. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably why we get along great too. But yeah, I don't know. Just something about it. We just. Would you say we're hanging like clothes? We're hanging like wet clothes. Yeah, we're hanging like wet clothes. Two flats on the Cadillac. Like four flats on the Cadillac. (laughs) (laughs) I bet you're great in the breakup scenario. Like helping out a friend. 100%. Yeah, because you're like got like a good deep vision that like cuts it to the core of the situation. I mean, Mm -hmm. yeah, but like the old saying, I can see the 
the speck in somebody else's eye, but I can't do the law. I can't get on my own. So <laughs> yeah. am I very great with everybody else? Absolutely. Will I fall yeah. apart? Oh, Jesus. That's my yeah. friends. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's when it happened, like, too. Yeah. Like, you know, I had went through a little situation, mm-hmm. and, you know, I was just like, so, and Johanna was there, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, And so, uh, you know, and I think it kind of just went from there, and, you know, and, and like, you know, that's how women, sometimes you just forge, and, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of went from there, but, you know, You've been around the corner a couple of times, you yeah. know. You kind of get a breakup manual, yeah. you know. Yeah. You should be like section five, paragraph three. Okay, yeah. he did this. He said that he's probably doing this. You know, yeah. it becomes yeah. formula after you know, a while. I think it's crazy. And so uh, I'm a decent advice person. Like when my friends come up to me, and so you know, it's like so black and white. When someone is going through it, it's easy. You're like, dude, one plus one equals two. Let's go. All right, this is done. It's right. like this. This is math. Mm-hmm. And then when it's happening to you, you like. You know it's one plus one equals two. You like realize it, but you're yeah. still like, well, 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 maybe it'll be three this time. No, no, no you ain't you doing like math. You're, you're writing yeah. poetry, mother. You yeah. ain't no. When it happened to you, yeah, that's nothing true. makes sense. And you math be like, I don't mathing. care. Like, but I just told you it was gonna get. I don't care. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna get through it. You ain't never gonna <laughs> love again. And then you be like, okay. Yeah. So you Bro, know you got to get through that phase, ago. and you know you just be like, you know, because every time you break up with somebody, you be like, I ain't never gonna find nobody. I know. Yeah. This again, mm-hmm. and then you do. You know it's time. <laughs> yeah. You know it's time. It's just time. Yeah. Just, you just wish you could fast forward the time. I, I just, yep. You gotta let it burn. Let, let it, it burn. burn. Let it burn. Yeah. What a song. It's a great song. Um. All right. So I've actually really, too, always super curious about this. So you guys said it was, you know, like it's, it's like the boys' club, like navigating the boys' club, mm-hmm. which is surprising for for me to hear you guys say that because I feel like like you guys. I'm not just, but also I'm not just like kissing your butt just to like kiss your butt. These are like real thoughts, so 100 percent, right? Thank you. So, so like you guys seem like you're so you know doing so well and almost have like your like like your club. Right. So how is it like navigating the dude's situation, the dude's club? Like, what are the dynamics of that that are like a pain in the behind or annoying or? I mean, I think I think now because Melanie's been doing comedy longer than I have. Mm -hmm. I've only been doing it for five years. But the way that I navigated it was I just kept showing the fuck up Mm -hmm. because at the beginning, I was bullied a lot by these boys. And, you know, I, I'm pretty feminine. I, I, sh- I roll up a little feminine-like. You know, I was looking all cute at the beginning of my comedy career. Now I'm up here wearing a rug as a jacket but <laughs> and some Crocs with some socks. It's but cool. It's cool. It's cool. No, I mean, you just you get comfortable after a while. But I was also still in my 20s and shit when I gave a fuck. And now I'm 32 and I'm like, oh, shit. I don't give a fuck. But <laughs> anyway, uh, I used to come in real girly-like and... Um, they just thought, like, they literally would say to me, like, what are you doing here? Like, Whoa, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, trying to be funny, but, like, they were definitely still, like, making me feel stupid. You know what I mean? These but are I friends, just, though, right? We're friends now. Oh, okay. But okay. not at the beginning. And uh, it just made me feel dumb, but I just, I kept coming. I just kept coming through, and yeah. I just kept showing up. And as many times as I would bomb, I just kept coming back next week coming yeah. back until you know you break enough bread quote-unquote drink enough beers with somebody yeah. you kind of hang around enough like they're bound to like figure out who you are and what's up and especially if you start getting funny yeah. so like once i had that in the bag and then i started making friends networking more whatever whatever and then mostly like building my own shows because that's kind of the trick you know like if you get a good show rolling people will f- 
either regardless if it's fake or not they respect you in some at yeah, some level yeah, or yeah. to some extent right yeah you have something they want yeah exactly you know have something they want but yeah. i also come from a place of kindness and openness so it's kind of hard to be like oh i hate that bitch, when like yeah. really i'm just like if you're funny you're funny come on over yeah if you're not work on it you know but i think that that helped me a lot um but i will say the my my the best answer i can give you is showing up I just continued to show up yeah. until I was like, y'all ain't getting rid of me. Yeah, so yeah. you're either going to start being nice to me or you're going to accept the fact that I can fu- first. And then a lot of it, the comic hang, you got to be able to roast. You got to be able to smoke cigarettes in the back and be mean as fuck. <laughs> and I think I just had always had that growing up with my immigrant family. They're yeah. all from Peru. They, they talk the best. So I think a little bit of that too, a mixture of all those answers into yeah. one, if you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I'd say just keep showing the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you have? Are you like navigating that as well? Um, absolutely. You're always going to navigate that on every level. Um, for me coming in, it was more so putting competition-wise. You know, uh, myself, Ronnie Chanel, and T Barb all started within about three months okay. of each other. So um, when we all met, because it's not a lot of women then they'll almost try to put one against each other and put us in groups and they'll try to group, you know, they'll try to group women, you know, and they'll try to be like, they'll make the cleaner woman comic seem better and funnier than the woman comic that's using, you know, more dirty, Mm profane. you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, So they'll always try to group us or whatever have you in comedy world where, man, y'all don't get that. I'm just a comic, you know? Yeah. Um, A lot of times how they introduce us, uh, now we got something for the ladies. Yeah. It's, like, yeah, it's not yeah. for the ladies. It's for everybody, you yeah. know? And some yep. like making that differential between me and them or a, a all lady show or like yeah. stuff like that, you know? Um, well, I tell people I'm a female comedian. I just, I'm a, you know, and stuff like that. So especially when a lot of times I stand toe to toe with these men and I'm better than some of these men. For sure. Mm-hmm. For then, sure. you know, it kind of. So that part, that's why we have to be better, 10 times better than the men. So that way you can't even fade me. You can't even deny me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't even say I'm using my looks or whatever, whatever. Um, because, I mean, we, this game is just how it is. It's not like I have to tell people, and if I can tell any comedian that's listening, if y'all listen to this podcast, this business is not fair. So take that shit out your head yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah. Yep. This business is not fair. Some more attractive people get treated better than other ones. Some mm-hmm. other, That's why some women get you know it's just like that that's why she got treated the way she did because she's an attractive woman a, a less attractive person that they don't deem as attractive might not get the the same they might just go in and put her up you know yeah. or it might not be a problem because you mm-hmm. put her in a homegirl group not saying that she's not attractive but men just have a way of categorizing us when they see us yeah. you know yep. and so a lot of the times you get you get treated that way you know mm-hmm. so i dealt with the getting hit on and mm-hmm. the promoter calling you at a, di- a certain time of night when it's like uh-huh. it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's midnight yeah. why are you calling me for a show at midnight yeah. right so it's just a slimy ball game but like my yeah. auntie my uh late great auntie sally told me you knew the job was dirty when you took it yeah so mm-hmm. all i can do is is punch through and and everything like that but you just have to set your standard on how you want to be treated and you know it's like prison you might have to knock a couple heads you might have to yeah. chop people down mm-hmm. you know but you gotta you kind of gotta just do what you gotta do to you know and establish yourself and that's right and please do not sleep with the comedians because that's where you're gonna lose yourself people. yeah let's not we gotta you know <laughs> let's be let's be real with this keep okay? it separate 
keep it set. Yeah. Dang, I messed myself up. Not just playing, but no, nah, <laughs> keep it set. I'm coming from experience. Don't, yeah. don't, don't do it. Yeah. Is it say. is it like so as you as you're as you're just like hitting all these levels, is that dynamic like lessening or is it always like a disappointing surprise at some point, like you said with like a booker or with like maybe you think you're making a friend and they want to like backdoor something, or is it kind of as you like are getting like I guess more well respected is that like fading off? No, it's, no, it's still there because the there's like. It, I appreciate the flowers you're giving us this this whole time, but like at the end of the day, like we got so much, so many more steps. Oh, one hundred percent. You know what I 100%. mean? But it's gonna be the same shit at every level. Yeah. It's just some of it's gonna be tougher. Some is gonna yeah. be. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's not a an argument about a fifty dollars show or a hundred dollars show, right? Now we're talking thousands. Yeah. Once we yeah. get to a certain level, but it's gonna be the same. Yeah. It's gonna be the same. And it probably is going to get worse, honestly. Mm-hmm. I can tell you going to Hollywood, never meet your heroes. That's right. Don't yeah. meet your heroes. Because yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to, don't, don't do it. Don't, don't meet your heroes. Especially yeah. as a woman, don't meet your heroes. Because yep. it's just going to be, you know. Mm-mm. So, like she said, uh, it's just new levels and new devils. It's going to be a bigger a bigger fish to fry, you know. Mm-hmm. Now, like, so, like, new levels thing. So, like, it's, I mean, like, I see, like, you guys are talking about, like, there's so much way to go. Yeah. Right. Um, do you ever, I guess, like, do you ever, are you ever able to, like, stop and, and, like, smell the roses? Like, you're on that, and I think you were on it too, but you were on the uh, the NPR show. Mm-hmm. The NPR show, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're on uh, Channel 4, right? Are you ever able to, like, sit back and be like, because it is a weird game because, like, I remember all I wanted to do was, uh, like, man, if I could do a show at Trixie's, like a real show at Trixie's where like, I'll get, I don't care, get five bucks where there's a real crowd and people are buying tickets. Right. That's like all I want to do. That's mm-hmm. all I want to do. And if I can do that, then I'll feel like I've made it and I can just like do my thing, you right. know? But then you get that and you're like, oh yeah, but I was like the last person and there was like this and like this and this and mm-hmm. then you're like, oh, and, and that was, you know, the, it, so it's like you're never really ending, but are you able to kind of sit back and be like, yeah, like this is like pretty cool, like what we're doing or is it always the next thing? I personally can't. I don't know about you. Are you good at sitting back and enjoying it? Um, I'm probably not as good at it because now I'm like, okay, I see it, but okay, now it's so, you know. Yeah. Like you like, want to know when we became friends is when the Detroit House of Comedy. Oh yeah, yeah, the back the yeah. That was the <laughs> moment I said. Oh, you yeah. want to hear this? And then I think you, we had a we had a moment. We had a, we had a moment because it's just that. what it is. Is that for? Mm-hmm. For every goal, in the words of logic, for every goal I attain, I got to hit like 10 more. Yeah. So for every one I hit, it's 10 more I need to hit. Now, even though sometimes I do need to get a little bit better at smelling, but this is just a, it's a competitive business. So mm-hmm. everything you're doing is like, okay, mm-hmm. okay, this is cool. This is good. Now, how can I build from here? Yeah. And how yep. can I build from there? And yeah. So everything we do, we just try to figure out how can we build from from this point on, you know. And I mean, honestly, I do smell the roses, but I don't. To me, I don't ever really want to get comfortable or complacent. Mm-hmm. Like you know, t- like Nipsey I Hussle said something. Yeah. I mean, intro, but Nipsey Hussle said something like, "When you in this business and everything like that, like you you just gonna live in a state of um, of being uncomfortable mm-hmm. because you're True. always gonna be pushed to another level mm-hmm. that you don't know you're gonna be at. So you just got to kind of live with being in the state of." uncomfortability a lot of times because you always pushing to somewhere else so 
I just always let that go. You know what I'm saying? So, I yeah. also think we share that mentality, and I think it's go- it is what is going to help us be successful. Whatever success looks like in your mind or in my mind, it probably looks a little different, but I truly believe that. I do think that because we have this stubborn mentality, and it's not like there's a lot of people who do get some roses and they sit and smell them for too long, and then they become delusional. Mm-hmm. And then they're not challenging themselves enough. You know what I'm saying? But like to me, I have imposter syndrome. So when people are like, oh, that's so cool you did that or how cool you run all this or whatever, whatever. I'm like, to me, I'm like, I ain't I can't wait to be the best version of myself because I'm still working on that. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, to keep pushing and keep grinding is very important. And there's a lot of people in the Detroit scene because now we're going to get to talking shit. No, but... (laughs) The new class is just, like, delusional a little bit, you know? It's like, y'all are going to stay complacent if you think that you are the best at who you are right now or what you're doing right now. Like, You got to get leadership. I think if you don't think you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I guess, okay, stop, like, smell the roses may be a bad thing, but maybe, like, look out the window, right? So, like, coaching, okay? They say, they say uh, every win gets less and less satisfying, and the losses get more devastating, right? So, like, if you're having a good year, yeah, you know, so your first win is amazing, but now, like, your seventh win, you're not even worried about, you're not even, like, thinking about that win. You're worried about the eighth one because you know, like, you're so close to getting this and that. And then, like, the losses are, like, devastatingly soul-crushing. Yeah. So it's, like, this never-ending game, and mm-hmm. you're just, like, in the state of not enjoying what you're doing, right? Yeah. So it's, I, I, I don't know. I just, like, I see, like, the comparisons, Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I remember being at U of D where I like, I had my whole life. I wanted to, uh, like, I like basically like my whole little, little kid in like high school thing was like, I'm going to do everything I possibly can. I want to play division one baseball. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I got to division one baseball. Wasn't going to get drafted. I saw that really quickly. And, and I just was like constantly stress, 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 like, cause you're like trying to mimic that. And then I look back on it now and I'm like, dude, why? What? What were you doing? Like, enjoy that. So it's like, maybe not like, not like, be like complacent and smell the roses. But like, when you're doing that uh, NPR show, mm-hmm. which to me is like the most amazing thing in the yeah. world, right? Like, if it, like, if if like, I think I sent that to you. I was like, damn, that would be like, that's like my new comedy goal, which is like years and years and years and years away. Sure. So like, but when you're doing that, and like, you look around and you're like part of it, and you see the full crowd. You what you gotta do with that, whatever you want. And then uh uh like are, are you able to like oh, yeah. enjoy the moment when you're in it at least? Because you should be, is what I mean. You should be. So okay. Like the, the last time that I did the NPR show. And it was probably I think it was my third time doing it, but yeah, third time doing whatever. No I um <laughs> <laughs> I I think I get super caught up in the moment when I'm on stage. Yeah. Like I'm very, that's the most present I will ever be present. Cause I am very hard at being present, mm-hmm. but when I'm on stage doing a set, holy fuck. So all I can really focus on is my jokes and the energy that I'm feeling, the connection I'm feeling with the crowd. That's the only thing I can think about. I can't think about how cool is this or like yeah. whatever, you know? But then afterwards, okay. what really gets me isn't the, the the fact that I was hired for it or the fact that blah, blah, blah. It's the people who come up to me yeah. and say, because I don't believe in my mind that I was the best one on the thing. I don't believe in my mind that yeah. I had the greatest set of the night. I don't, yeah. you know, I don't, I don't, my mind doesn't think like that. 
But when several people come up to you and they keep coming up to you, keep coming up, buying you drinks, buying you food, yeah. saying, oh, we're going to follow you. You're going to be big one day. Like, I'm, I'm getting shivers right now because that is, that's when I smell the flowers for yeah. a second. Okay, okay. Because it's not me talking to myself because I'm not a delusional fucking, like, arrogant <laughs> yeah. piece yeah. of Good, good, you good. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So like, but for other people to, it's not a mirror I'm looking at. It's another person I'm looking at. Yeah. Say like making me believe in myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So after that sh- NPR show that time, I had people coming up to me and being like, you should have closed out the show. You did so, that was such a great set. Yeah. Like, you know, saying things that I would never think about myself. Cause I also respect my teammates and my colleagues yeah. to yeah. the utmost. So to me, I'm like, I, everybody killed tonight. You know, yeah. like we all did great. But to hear those people say that, that's like my partner was there with me that night. He got to watch all those people talk to me like that, you know, and he's like looking at me with tears in his eyes. Like, you can kill it, dude. Like, just so proud of me. And then so when I see other people look at me is when I'm allowed to be like proud of myself or, you know, believe in myself. That's awesome. Now, like when you're on, do you ever like you're driving to WIV Channel 4 and you're like, damn, you ever think that for a minute? Um. Yeah, like once I'm in the green room, like I think you, because I've done it a lot of times, I think when I see pictures and yeah. then my cousins, like you said, will post it back up, then I'll see it and I'll be like, oh, that's cool. You know, yeah. or my parents, I think once my parents saw it and they was yeah. like, oh, you know, or my church members and stuff like that, because, you know, black folks don't matter so you can all four. You know, like I was I was cool on PBS. That's you know what I'm saying? Episode. That's and then episode. when you got the four, they was like, uh-uh, mail me on the news, y'all. Yeah. Put it on the prayer list, you know, so I made it somewhere when you got the news. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm a little different. I take the roses in. Like, I get the energy when I'm on stage because I can see you uh-huh. and and I can feel you, you know. And um, it's that back and forth that I get. And I don't know, something just magnetic happens. You just, you just, you know, I don't know. I just become a, a different yeah. person, you know. Um, it's just, it's the energy that takes up. It's just, it's almost like Beyonce and Sasha Fierce. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I understand for real. how people switch on yeah. and switch mm-hmm. off and everything like that. Um, because when you have the crowd's attention and all those things, and, you know, like Johanna said, when they get off stage and, you know, people say, you know, you made my life better, you made my mood better. Um, I did mm-hmm. a Mother's Day show and, those shows are really emotional and really cool because a lot of people lost their mothers. Okay. So mm-hmm. they are very, you know, on edge and everything like that. So, you know, you might have somebody do a, a tribute and you got to go on after the tribute or before the tribute and you waiting to get your money. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, you got to be in that energy, but people still come up like, I like that whole, I think I did like three shows that day and the first two were really nice because the one, uh, one lady told me like, you know, my mom just passed. I didn't even want to come out. But you made me laugh. Mm-hmm. One lady said, I got cancer all over my body and I ain't even come. Yeah. But you made me laugh. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's why I think I get irritated with comedians who don't do their job because we have a job to do. I heard you say it in the first one. Yeah, because we have, a, yeah, first we have a job yeah. to do. It, it's not about, like, the, this is not Hollywood. This is not New York. This is the Midwest. People work and earn their money. So when they pay right. $20 yeah. or $15, they expect to have a show. They don't want to hear you say, um, what I'm going to talk about next. Oh, no. And yeah, all that. So yeah, they don't yeah. want to hear right. that because yeah, they worked crazy. hard to pay for that's their crazy. money. So yeah. do your job. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I take pride in doing my job and everything like that. But, you know, that's when... That's when it hits home for me. When people tell me I changed a mood or yeah. you made me feel one way and I came in here one way and I'm leaving out of here a different way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that's what you do it for. You know, yeah. like, like Maya Angelou said, nobody will ever remember 
what you did for them, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Period. Yeah. They'll never remember the stuff you did, but they'll remember how you made them feel. You know, that's what a saying? great point. So mm-hmm. that's a great point. Uh, and also, too, I think like part of the reason why you you guys are like like ri- rising in your levels, like you talked about, is because you're not like your gift is your curse, right? The fact that you can enjoy it is also the reason why you're like grind, you know, you're grinding yeah. and getting better. So it's like it is what it is. Um, this is a, I had a question for you. Uh, I've always like wondered this. So you, you know, you're doing, you're you're working, you're uh, you're doing, um, you know, your own shows, mm-hmm. and then you're like producing all these shows. Is that something that like started out as something like because it was exciting and fun, and it was like a uh, something you really enjoyed doing? Is is that is, is it is it is it? Are you like still enjoying that, or is it becoming like work, or is it? Or are you still like got that same like enthusiasm, like the like and I too, like when I first took over the baseball job, right? I set up fundraisers. Mm-hmm. I was so excited about them. Sure, I loved it. Yeah, right. This isn't that, mm-hmm. and now I'm like, gosh damn it, mm-hmm. that fundraiser. And I like the fun. Like once I get to the fundraiser, I'm good. Like I'm mm-hmm. having a good time. But it's not as like like w- like things that you're doing over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. That it's easy to lose the shine. I, I guess. Yeah. Is that making sense? One hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, I think that's true that. for. Just about anything in life, including relationships, yeah. you know, including art, including whatever the hell you're trying to work at, right? Yeah. Um, it, it's comedy in general. I'm having a really hard time with right now. Oh wow! Be- because okay. I've hit my five. I'm in December. It's going to be five years, and everybody yeah. who I have spoken to about comedy who is a professional comedian, yeah, has warned me about that five year hump. Okay. That's when you plateau. That's when you start to kind of doubt yourself or you think like, oh, I've done all the cool shows in my state. Now what? Yeah. And the thing about it is it's important to take breaks. And that's what I'm kind of doing right now. Because I think next year in my little Peruvian witchy Mm -hmm. soul, I think next year is (laughs) going to be a really good year for me. Yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't got a crystal ball. But like something in my intuition is telling me that I'm going to push beyond boundaries that I I'm not prepared for right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So to answer your question, producing is, has always been work. It has always been work, but yes, as a new comic, the same way that you're excited about doing a showcase at Trixie's for five bucks. I was excited for that. Like I started honorary mentions comedy when I was not even a comedian yet. Like I was started to produce shows before I started like getting actually good at stand up. Yeah. So for me to do that backwards, all the things, I was really excited about it. Really excited. But that's the thing. Now I'm running Don't Tell. And that's something that that is a little bit beyond my capacity because it's so fast. Like once you're done with one show, you got to figure out the next one. And you got to keep going and keep going and keep going. And it's also a little bit of a franchise, if you will. I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. It's different areas. Yeah. Can you explain like the whole concept of that? Yeah. Because I'm a little bit unclear. So what we do is we find either a venue or a, um, it can be anything. It can be like a barbershop. It can be Mm -hmm. a gym. It can be whatever. Um, But it should be locally owned. And we will put up a comedy show, like a pop-up comedy Mm -hmm. show. The works. There's a spotlight, the mic, the whatever. I I have a PA system, the whole thing. And the more like random and unique the spots, the better. Yeah. Uh, and then 
people we announce the neighborhood that it's in or nearby okay uh so that way people know like okay it's I, it's a 30 minute drive or whatever yeah. you know it's around to be this uh we give them the time the time of the show the neighborhood and then the day of the show is when we release the location yeah and then they come to this quote-unquote secret location it's always a byob situation yeah um and yeah you just cool. go and then check it out and then we do like a like a thank you email that we send out to everybody who purchased a ticket. We talk about the business that we put the pop up in. Mm. Yeah. So, and if it's not a business, let's say it's like a house show or like in a lawn or something, but we decided to do it in like a special district of mm-hmm. Detroit or like a historic neighborhood or whatever. Then we talk about the history of the neighborhood and blah, blah, blah. So we basically trade space and a secret location for promotion of your business wow. or just information on the city. Because cool. they want to focus on local business. And you're doing that once a week now? It's once a month. Oh, once Thank a month. Thank God. Okay. Could okay, never. Okay, okay. Okay. I could never. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I just think that with anything else, the more, if it's getting boring or if it's, you know, kind of like you're dreading it, then I think it's time to challenge yourself a little bit more or just mix it up a little bit more. Yeah. I also think, though, like that's when like the really, like even though it might be a little boring or it might be a little grindy, that's when like the really good things start to happen because you start to like, you get good at you're good at it. You know what I mean? Right. Like you, now you're starting. You're starting at like so you're starting. Let's say you start running a show that's don't tell stuff. Right. You're running that. You're running that show with five years of grindy stuff. Mm-hmm. So all those little details are maybe boring, but you can, like, you're better at creating a product. Yeah. One hundred percent. Right. Yeah. It def- said- the things come with ease for sure. Yeah. 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 And you can take on more things that are challenging, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're said you're gonna you're produce you're gonna start producing a show. Um, yes, I have a show um, that's coming up. But what I was gonna say to that effect is, at some point in time, I think with that five years, and you are consistently doing something, um, like and it can become monotonous. It becomes yeah. you're doing mm-hmm. the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But one thing that Mike Bonner told me, one of the Detroit legends, and he told me is that comedy is a career. Okay. So once you put it in your mind that this is a career, mm-hmm. then you start building and moving like it's a career. Oh, wow. Okay. So now you put yourself on a career path. And so somewhere around five, now you, that's probably where people start getting that, that little inkling because now it's like, okay, what am I doing? I've, I've got the funny part, <laughs> yeah. literally. but now I have to get my career trajectory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What mm-hmm. kind of comic do I want to be? Do yeah. I want to be? Do I want to build Detroit? Do I want to travel? Do I want to be a role comic? Do I yeah. want to be a clean mm-hmm. comic? Do I want to be TV, theater, club? Yeah. Now this is the career stuff. Now this is the building. Mm-hmm. Now this is you selling your product now. Yeah. So like that's where I'm at now. Now I'm, I'm on my career path. I know yeah. where I'm, I'm going with this. I know what kind of comic I want to be. I know this is what I want to do. Yeah. So now I'm taking those steps to to do that. And I'm and I still know, figuring that out. Yeah, like it's so it's so <laughs> cool. It's so really cool to see here, right? Because yeah. you have like your thing, and mm-hmm. you're kind of like the future is like unsure, right? It's like smoky. Sure. And you seem like so focused and like lasered in on exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. But I think they're both exciting. Yeah, 100. I think they're both parts. And are that's really the exciting. difference of just a few years, because you've been. You started eight years ago? Um, yep, yeah, eight years. Yeah. Wow, okay. So, and I've told myself randomly a lot of times, I can't wait to see where I'm at in three years. Hell yeah. You know what I mean? Yes, Because yes. a lot has happened in four and a half. Yes. You yes. know? So, yes. 
you don't realize three years is it seems short but it's a long time a lot it's can a happen long, a, lot a lot can, can happen, happen in a year a lot can happen yeah. in six months <laughs> yeah. so yeah. think about it Good three years yeah. you know what i mean so that's why like i get a little caught up with myself right now during my little quote-unquote break because i'm like oh i ain't doing enough but then i'm like it's gonna be okay it's gonna be fine. yeah like it's I'll, only a little bit of time people yeah. take vacations Right? Yeah. Yeah. People exactly. allowed to take vacations. Yeah. And what I'll say for comedians is when we say take a break, take a break, but don't leave the scene. Right. Because once you do that, you lose the moment. You you we gotta be around each other. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We need that energy. We have to like if I'm not on the scene, like that's why I got, I feel like the mom experience. I'm like Kobe. Everybody be like, Mel be out like Josh. Josh is doing all that stuff, but Josh is always out. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Kobe. Kobe yeah. never stopped. Kobe yeah. always out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jordan, I'm like Kobe, Jordan. They never, they always in the gym. Mm-hmm. Like I got that man. I'm always in the gym. So when it's time to shoot, I'm, I'm ready. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's time, I'm ready. Okay. Well, you ready, coach? Like just, just for instance, Friend of mine told me they were at the Laugh Factory, Chocolate Sundays, hot show in LA. Okay. Mm-hmm. Everybody, like, you have to wait two, three years to get a spot for this show. They had an introduction spot. The people weren't showing up. So the lady, like, okay, who here? Who want to go up? So there's a guy there. Oh, I want to go up. Okay. Like, he got up there. He bombed. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Because you weren't ready. Mm-hmm. But if I'm there, oh, put me up. I'm finna put in my. Mm-hmm. You can't rap. We going yeah. in. Yeah. yeah. I'm giving you everything I got. Yeah. For real. That one time, I'm going. I'm leaving it all on the floor. Because yeah. mm-hmm. what, what have I been in the gym for all this time? Yeah. Right. If I ain't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And even if you bench yourself, you still have to practice. You know, they still have practice. Yeah. They still want you to be in an environment. They don't tell you to just go sit at the crib unless yeah. you can't physically be out. But. I want you on the bench. You ain't just suit up. You ain't playing, yeah. but you still got to sit on this bench and be a part of this team. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, you know, so mm-hmm. you take a break, but you don't, you still, you, you still suit up. You I, made, I made a mini mistake when I got frustrated this summer. I'll be back, Mel. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'll be back. But like, I agree to that. Cause like I, I took the, I like shut it down this summer and I just feel like I'm slogging through all the stuff that I already did, like went through. And I'm just like, dude, it's like, I just wish I would have just like you said, just stayed around, you know, take a yeah. break, but stayed around. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? Or next time you take work vacations everywhere you go, you go find a room. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. True. You find you a room true. to work out in in Montana and Oregon and you yeah. make you some relationships. Yeah. So when you go back out there or whatever, you can go have you something to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys are, all, you guys are talking about like, you know, three year and five year and plan. Like we, we, we talked about it, but I do want to talk about it again, even though like, where do you see yourself in a year? You go first and then you go. Oh, uh, well, by this time next year, uh, I believe I will be a full-on role comic, you know, a club yeah. comic. I want to be a solid feature, working at least three weekends out the month, being okay. booked nationally. Um, I'm working on, um, I believe it's going to happen. I'm putting in an atmosphere um, to do something internationally with a comedian from Australia. So, yeah. you know, me and him working on something. Mm-hmm. Um I'm doing, like I said, my room that's coming up. Uh, ideally, I want to be able to merge tech and gaming together. I mean, tech and comedy together. So that way, you know, running metaverse shows, um, you know, streaming them, putting them on YouTube. Um, I'm doing a giggles and gaming show where, you know, combining comedy with like, you know, like gaming gaming with like those computer simulator games, yeah. like the real, you know, good yeah. games, you know, the G4 simulators, um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it's going to be twofold because 
I'm doing it inside of a school, so I want to be able to bring awareness to African American kids who are not really oh, wow. have access to you know tech and everything like that. So I want them to be able to get tech jobs and all that stuff within the community because I don't want them being left out. So that's, that's really the bigger goal is to be able to combine the two, and you know, get these babies some some software jobs. That's, that's right. awesome. That's so, awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, where are you going to be in the year? <sighs> I don't. F- no. Um, the goal is to. I've all, I've talked about this for a long time. I own my house, so okay. Detroit's well, always going to be my home base. Where do you live? I live in Ferndale. Okay. I live at Eight and Woodward, so oh, I'm on the border right. of Detroit yeah, yeah, and Ferndale. Yeah. Okay. Um, I own it, and I have two roommates, so I will always probably have roommates until I can afford to live yeah. alone. But I also enjoy living with people. So the point is, I can always rent out my house. Yep. Right. Um, I can always add rooms to my home if I want to, you know, so it could look like everyone's on the, everyone lives on the main floor in the bungalow and then maybe I have a little spot in the basement that I come home to once or twice a month. Right. Yeah. So the goal is to utilize the fact that I have friends all over the nation Mm -hmm. in major cities. So I can either stay with them for like a week at a time or I can get an Airbnb for a week, two weeks, a month. Take the trailer upstairs. I would love to. Thank you. I'm taking the sauna too. Yeah, keep going. Keep Um, going. going. So that's that's where I want to see myself in a year. I don't want to move anywhere permanently. I think I have a lot of good things going for me here, um, and in my personal life and in comedy. Yeah. So that's where I see myself, and who knows what who knows what that could look like? Because I could spend, you know, a month here, a month there, kind of going around and meet the right people you never know yeah and then if certain people want to work with you maybe want to take you on the road or maybe they want to write with you maybe they you know and if that's the case then i'm like all right well i guess i'm staying here a little bit longer yeah i have i own my own cleaning business on top of the fact that i work for people who let me do whatever the fuck i want for my career okay um also our our um busy season is the spring and the summer Mm -hmm. so if i work on the road around spring and summer which fall and winter tend to be busier for comedy clubs anyway. Um, I can make that happen, you know, but I see myself mentally stable, um, financially stable and feeling really good about myself and hopefully writing a bunch of new about that just happened to me. And I just see myself doing better. We'll see. I don't know. Hopefully That's that answered though. your question. It's exciting you know. though. Let me throw one more in there. Shantae gonna have her man next year. I'm I've been I've been on a good path. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've really even been drinking. See, congrats. Good, see, congrats, yeah. congrats. Love it. You've been crushing at the gym. Yeah. Been doing a lot. Of, got a lot of good stuff going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys both got a lot of good stuff going. I'm always like super impressed. I am always super impressed. Like I said, Thank I'm you. not just saying that, you know, because no, I'm like these are like real things. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, okay, so you did, you did, so you've been doing five, you've been doing eight, okay? And then you mentioned, like, you know, some of the people that are just starting, you're like, slow it down. Yeah. What do you mean by that? I don't mean slow it down. I think yeah. any, anybody Don't mean is, slow it down, just like slow your roll, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I just think, <sighs> I just think that there is a certain arrogance that comes with, uh, and a little bit of delusion that comes with a lot of the new comics. And I, I'm not, it's not just Detroit. I'm hearing that about LA comics, yeah. New York comics. Like it was kind of like a pandemic happened and people were faced with this like, you know, inner workings of we might, 
we're all going to die one day. Like, yeah. I don't want to be on my deathbed thinking, damn it, I should have told dick jokes for a living. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, like, gosh, I just think yes. a lot of people yeah. came out the house like, yeah. oh, it's time to follow my fucking dream. And it's like, yeah. not all of us should follow our dream. Buddy. Or y'all got like, off a clubhouse. And everybody, we got a lot of clubhouse comics. What does that mean? Like a lot of people, clubhouse, like when the world was shut down, nobody had nowhere, anywhere to go. So okay. clubhouse got really big. So a lot of people had rooms in clubhouse. So like the last What is factory, clubhouse? In the clubhouse? Mm-mm. Okay, so iPhone has an app called clubhouse. Okay. And basically it's like oh, when yeah, you, everybody yes, will yes, dial yes, in. Yes. And mm-hmm. so say you can start a room. And okay. your room could be about fitness. Yeah. And then people will, depending on your friends or something like that, they'll just click on it and join the room. Okay. So, like, the Laugh Factory, Kevin Hart, too, like, everybody had these different rooms. And yeah. you would just click into the room, and they had competitions. Like, I was on Clubhouse and all that kind of stuff. And you actually did meet people. And then in person, you was like, oh, I remember you from Clubhouse. Right. But you also got a lot of new comedians because now I was on my phone. Mm-hmm. So, now you did get a, a lot of comedians who were Clubhouse comedians who started comedy over the phone and then they came into the regular club and had yeah. to do it in front of people. So now you were terrible on the phone and now you are extra terrible yeah. in front yeah. of people. Yeah. And then the other part of it is, and that's just something that comedians have. Um, I had a little bit of it too. When you come in, we always, people just inherently think they can reinvent the wheel. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, you know, I ain't got to tell the same jokes. I can freestyle. I don't need a set. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to get to this quicker than y'all. I ain't going to be doing yeah. it 12 years, you know. And then comedy mm-hmm. humbles us all. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's then and everybody gets to sitting there like, Always. oh, I need to keep telling these same jokes 12,000 times before yeah. they get fun. You know, yeah. then it humbles mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Some mm-hmm. people it humbles. Other people are so comfortable. Uh, I think uh, Adam Deggie made a post today about, I wish I had the confidence of a new comedian that consistently <laughs> bombs. Yep. Because that's some real ass confidence. And I, I think Gad was like, <laughs> And the confidence of a crew that supports them because they, yeah. or no, he said in their support system because mm-hmm. they always hang together. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's true. And that's the delusional part mm-hmm. because now if I have a group of people that's telling me you didn't do, you did, you did good and you crushed sure. it and it's yeah. the audience, then we're going to just insulate yep. and believe our own book. Right. Now, is that like, it's frustrating for you to watch or is it just like annoying? Annoying. Annoying. Yeah. Excruciating. Now, is it annoying? Okay. Why, why? I think I, anyway, I think I know it's annoying, but why do you? Why is it annoying? Well, and I want to be very clear because I think that maybe some people will listen to this and they'll be like, oh, she's talking about me. No, the, there's comics that started before, like right before the pandemic yeah. who I've gotten to know and I see them working and they are getting better. It's mostly like right now, like the, the people that I've seen in the past month or so, I'm just like, what are you doing? Like, did somebody dare you to come to an open mic? Like, yeah. they're not even trying to make friends. Yeah. They... It's okay. You know, I'm not like trying to be like, oh, you should know who me and Melanie are or nothing like I that. Understand. But you can't cross us and expect us to not be like, what? <laughs> you yeah. know? Um, I had experience with a young lady at New Way mm. a few weeks back. Like cross you, like just be like pick a fight or something like that? No, nah, she was on stage and she, uh, you know, called me out for trying to get her to, be, I was just, she was talking during Noah's set, Noah Shaft's yeah. set. So I was like, and I love Noah and yeah, he's yeah, great yeah. and whatever so i was just like and i was nice about it but i was like hey we can hear you can you just like quiet yeah, down yeah, a little yeah. bit so when she got on stage i didn't even know she was comic but when she got on stage she like called me out and she was like yeah so sorry i was being loud you know, looking at you adidas backpack or like something uh, like that like she called me out on something and i just was i looked at her and i said damn i stayed in this room to watch your set but that now and i walked yeah, out yeah and then jake house and like whoever was there like was talking to her like that's johanna madronda like she runs a lot of rooms yeah. and you should like 
probably want her to watch your set, you know? And I'm always there to watch any woman, any non-binary, any queer person go up on stage because I want to always give them stage time and opportunity. So I really was sitting in the middle of that room ready to watch her set. And she had to be all, you know, a little disrespectful, but whatever. I'm just saying that that kind of shit is like, and then they're so green and they're so, they don't know at all what they're doing that they don't realize that you got to be careful. You got to be nice to everybody. You know, you just got to be careful. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you should be nice to everyone regardless. Sure. Absolutely. But But if you are, yeah, if you have like an objective, you don't don't know who you're talking to. It's weird. It's it's more of an attitude that these people have that annoy me Yeah. because, and I could say delusion all day because we all have a little bit of delusion. (laughs) We're doing stand-up comedy and thinking we're going to like be successful with it. Right. We all have a smidge of, of delusion. And we do have our support systems and whatever yeah. Molly was saying. But my God, if you could just tone it down with the attitude and thinking yeah, that yeah, you're yeah. the and thinking that you already made it. Why? Because you can do four minutes at Polly's open mic. Get yeah. the f*** out of here. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I want to watch y'all do 20, 30 minutes of bombing your d- off in front of Josh Adams at Detroit House of Comedy. Yeah. Because I did that and it was yes. hard. Yeah. So. Yeah. You put in the work. You put in the work. You got to put the work in the work. Just be, just, just try to just remain a little humble. Yeah. But that's why I said they, if, if they stick around, comedy will humble you. Yeah. Because uh, yes. as a comedian, you're not going to want to walk around one or two years and you're not getting booked on nothing. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you'll figure it out. Yeah. After a while, you know what I'm saying? And nobody wants to keep showing up to not get booked on nothing or nobody to fool with you. So either you that far off where you just don't care or you, you'll figure it out. Yeah. That's why I said, I've been around long enough to know comedy will weed people out. Either you're just going to leave mm-hmm. because you just leave. And I've seen a lot of people just leave. Yeah. And a lot of people who were like all that, they are super duper because either com- between comedy and life, you're going to get humble. To- I was just going to say that. So it, it ain't even comedy. Yeah, life will humble you, you anyway. Yeah. So yeah. either between the two of them or both, they'll level your ass out quicker yeah. than anything else. So, you know, like the old folks say, just keep living, baby. Just keep right. living. You. It always seems. It always seems to uh, like life and in comedy always seems to humble me right after I've said to myself, "I'm like doing good right now." <laughs> you know, you know, like it's in life or comedy, whatever. Yeah. Like it's literally, I'm like, <laughs> I got this. Get out of here. And then it's like something explodes. It Something explodes. Because like I'd be like, I am just too happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I am just too. You'd be looking around. I just, it's yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Where's the where's where's the prank? Who about to come out? Where, yeah. Where's yeah. that? Mm-hmm. But I mean, maybe that's where you got to stop and smell the roses. No, true. No, true. Mm-hmm. You know. True. Um, we did we did an hour, you guys. Thank Yay, you so much. We did thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Anything you want to, I'm gonna try to get this out. So this will be like coming out next Wednesday. So is there anything mm-hmm. you want to promote? That you want people to hear what's uh, up? Next Wednesday. I'm going to look at my calendar real quick. But yes, because I do have a don't tell. Next Wednesday is in the 19th, right? Yes. Okay. Um, on October 20th at the Independent Comedy Club, we are hosting T-Barb's album release party. Oh, wow. So please make sure you check that out. Uh, this will be dropping on the 19th. So you're hearing about it right the day before. Come on out. Uh, look up our Instagram. We have all the information there. And then I have Detroit Shipping Co. Three One Three Comedy every Sunday, eight o'clock. Uh, I'm be in Chicago the 27th through the 31st. If anybody in Chicago knows nice. what's up. Uh, and then on the 21st Friday, I'll be doing a Don't Tell Comedy. Obviously, I can't give you the location, but please yeah. look up Don't Tell Detroit. Uh, we'll be 
doing some comedy around 8 o'clock somewhere in Detroit. So check that out. Get some tickets. Bring your own beer. That's awesome. That's that sounds it. like a blast. Go ahead, you. Oh, well, one, I want you guys to follow me on Instagram at Melanie J Comedy and Melanie Hearn on Facebook. Um, and then uh, October 18th, I'll be at, oh, you said the 19th. So yeah, the yeah. 20th, <laughs> I will be somewhere in Port Huron with Josh Adams okay. and Dan Grinnell. Uh, the 21st, I believe I'll be somewhere on the Rusty Nail. 22nd, I'll be out in Flint. So you guys can catch me there. And also December 11th will be the kickoff uh, show of Giggles and Comedy. So come on out for Giggles and Gaming where you can come out and catch some laughs and do a little bit of gaming afterwards. And I'm not talking just Mario Brothers. I'm talking G4 simulators. I'm talking top-notch computer games. I'm talking Metaverse, Oculus sets, all kind of stuff. Macintosh, some kind of just a lot of expensive (laughs) equipment. That you can come play with um, and get some great laughs. So you can catch that information. I'll post it on my page. Again, that's at Melanie J Comedy. And uh, let's 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 blow up my my Facebook. Let's do comedian Melanie Hearn. I need to grow my <laughs> comedy Facebook page. Oh, and yeah. uh, that's everything it. I got going on. And what's your Instagram? Mine is my name at Johanna dot Madranda. Got it. Yeah. I think I can say your last name finally. Madranda. Madranda, yeah. I got it. You got it. All right, cool. Thanks. I go past, leave you back in my dust. Like rash, make you cats go crash in the back of a truck. I'm like Bruce Lee, bad as they come. Coming back like his son, Brandon. Smacking actors with guns and landing like Michael after slamming the dunk. On the run, way to heaven, cause that's where Kevin is from. Like I was sent from the sun, setting the gap from the slum. Never letting all the stress overcome, it's a blessing. And that's no question, so guessing is dumb. But hold up, one second, cause the lesson isn't done. I've been messing with these hi-hats, kicks and drums. But started way after I crafted some lyrics when young. So don't think for one second you're comparing the cunning. Just think for one second, stop staring and fronting. What's really big? What's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would What's really big, what's really good, what's really hood, what's really poppin', what really should be These imposters really want it, they really could Get it, man, forget it, I wish they would